Greeny with Mike Greenberg, the podcast. That's right, this is Greeny, and normally it does come to you from the Seaport District at Pier 17, but today it's coming to you from the Cornette household because Shay Cornette, Jordan Cornette filling in for Greeny here on ESPN Radio, ESPN app, ESPN Plus, and you can just tell your smart speaker to play ESPN Radio. We're presented by Progressive Insurance. Guests will join us on the Goodyear hotline. And by the way, since Greeny is presented by Progressive Insurance, you can save when you bundle your auto, home, or motorcycle insurance. Just visit Progressive.com. Last night, an exciting night in the world of baseball because you got to see the Field of Dreams game with Jay and I agreed. I, you know, I was a little hesitant going into that one, Jay, because I hadn't seen Field of Dreams. Don't at me, okay? Please. The movie came out like 30 years ago. Um, and I thought, my goodness, why are we doing this like 30 years later? But I will say it was really cool. Really cool. The intro was cool. The setting was amazing. Major League Baseball, I thought, executed that perfectly. And then it ended with a walk-off by Tim Anderson as the White Sox took the victory away from the Yankees. So I thought last night in terms of the Field of Dream games was incredible. Also last night, though, not one, but two preseason games. It was the kickoff of preseason football. I know we saw the Hall of Fame game last week, but truly this was the kickoff. We are one month away, a little less now, in fact, a day less, um, from regular season games. And so one of the preseason games we saw last night, Jay, was the Washington football team in Foxborough taking on the Patriots. And all eyes, obviously, on the quarterback position, especially for the Patriots in terms of Cam Newton and Mac Jones. So in case you missed it, um, Mac Jones came in. He relieved Cam Newton after two series last night. And, by the way, he received a standing ovation, okay? Uh, he played five series. He went 13 of 19 for 87 yards, no touchdowns, but also no interceptions. And he played behind the team's first, uh, the, the ones essentially on the offensive line. And so obviously this is a coaching staff that is looking at Mac Jones and Cam Newton in a true quarterback competition, considering they're both playing with ones, Jay. And I know Bill Belichick has said, this is Cam Newton's team. Cam Newton is our starter, but nonetheless, Mac Jones, I think, especially last night, made a strong case for someone who could come in and replace Cam Newton. I'm going to tell you what, Shay. It felt like the old Patriots, in a way, when when Mac Jones was out there, and I'm not saying he looked like Tom Brady, but you, you saw versions of what they used to try to do offensively when Tom was out there. Obviously, Mac Jones has more of a Tom Brady approach to the game than Cam Newton. Again, Mac Jones is not Tom Brady. But what I saw from Mac Jones when I was out there – I saw elite timing. I saw a good rhythm. I saw command in the pocket. I saw confidence. I saw things that Josh McDaniels probably felt like, this is how our offense used to run. And for a lot of reasons, it didn't look like that last year. And that's not all to blame with Cam Newton. But it was very clear that Mac Jones is able to fit the role. And so to me, it's hilarious because Bill Belichick, the last thing he wants is any type of distraction. There is no bigger distraction than a quarterback controversy in deciding who your guy is. But if you go back to 2001, when Tom Brady took that role over from Drew Bledsoe, Belichick didn't want that. Tom Brady, it, it was undeniable that Tom Brady had to be the guy. Mac Jones is nowhere close to that scenario. But it shows that right now Belichick wants Cam Newton, wants Cam Newton until his hand is forced. We've seen who Cam Newton is. Cam Newton needs to show everyone in that franchise, most especially Bill Belichick, right away that he is a different guy this year. Because if he doesn't, we now know that Mac Jones, from the small sample size we've seen, but more importantly what we've heard in camp, Mac is ready to step into that role. And knowing that Bill Belichick wants to be decisive in this, it's going to be one way or the other. It's not going to linger all season long. No matter how close I think this competition is currently, Mac Jones is starting to look like, I don't know, 
Maybe it's going to force the hand, and Belichick's going to have to do something because he doesn't want this lingering. Look, Tom Brady, I think, is an anomaly. Him and Kurt Warner were the only two first-year quarterbacks to ever bring their team to a Super Bowl. I mean, this isn't normal what happens with him. And so comparing him to Mac Jones, which I've done it sometimes too, just more in the way that they throw the football and the way that they play the the position, um, it's hard not to do. But it's hard to compare anyone to the GOAT in Tom Brady. Um, What about Bill Belichick? What did he think about Cam Newton last night? Because now we've got sample sizes with him in a Patriots uniform. In a comparison from what he's seen from Cam Newton last year to Cam Newton this year, here's what the Patriots head coach had to say. Yeah, well, definitely way ahead of where we were at this time last year. Um, but, yeah, again, as I said, it's, I think, the same for everybody. Just, you know, practice and fundamentals and then taking that to, you know, the execution that we need to have at game speed. Um, again, for all of us, players, coaches, everybody. You know, not last night was the first step, but we have, we have a long way to go, and, and we all need to improve in those areas. Just a typical Bill Belichick response in every sense of the word. Um, But, yeah, I think everyone at this point in the preseason would say there's a lot of areas where they need to improve, especially a team like the Patriots who didn't make the playoffs last year for the first time in, like, a decade plus. Um, Keyshawn Johnson this morning, uh, he's one of the hosts on Keyshawn J. Will and Zubin on ESPN Radio. He came out with, like, a lot of hot takes this morning, a lot. Uh, This was just one of them. Here's Keyshawn Johnson on the fact that there is absolutely, despite what all y'all think, no quarterback competition in New England. No, man, stop. It's cool, but there's no competition. Cam has to lose this to give it to Mac Jones, and that's okay. Mac Jones is the future of the New England Patriots, and the future is not today. It's preseason game one. It's one game in the preseason, five drives. That's it. You got to play a whole course of a season. It's okay for him to sit for a year. I understand in Boston what they want, but they're not getting it. (laughs) <laughs> that last line makes me laugh. Those who know, know what Keyshawn's saying right there. Yeah, I I know. Um, but him sitting for an entire year, like Keyshawn is kind of hinting at there, where Cam Newton will be the starter for the entire year. I mean, you think this is the closest quarterback competition in the whole National Football League. You think that Mac Jones going to sit for a whole year? Yeah, but I don't – if you really listen to what Keyshawn's saying, I, I, I think he's kind of still saying that too. Because Cam's, he's what Keyshawn's saying is Cam. It's Cam's job to lose. I don't argue with that, but Cam is very capable of losing the job if he looks like he did last year. Cam has to show that he can hold on to this job. If Mac Jones was there last year, do you think Cam Newton would have been their quarterback the entire season, even if he stayed healthy? Absolutely not. That option wasn't presentable last year. It's now there. That guy looks fully capable waiting in the wings, and so now. There's pressure on Cam Newton. Now Cam Newton has that job, but if he loses that job, the ability for him to do so, that margin of error is slim. And that's what I'm getting at here. Yes, right now it's clear. It's Cam's job to lose. But he doesn't have the leash that's very long because of what Mac Jones has done so far. And because of that relationship (laughs) and that comfort he has with McDaniels and that dynamic offensive scheme and playbook, yes, Cam's now to lose – but that margin and the ability to lose it, slim. Okay, see, you've already changed your tune. Okay, you're over here clamoring for Mac Jones to begin, and now you're like, it's going to be a slim margin. No, it's no, Cam Newton's to lose. No, you're, you're not already... hearing me. It, it's Mac, yeah, it's Cam's job. But the minute Cam doesn't look good enough, 
they're going to go the other way because Bill Belichick wants to be decisive in this thing. That is an organization that eliminates distractions, that keeps their head down and grinds. There's no bigger distraction than who's our quarterback? Is it this guy who's been established in this league who's won an MVP in Cam Newton, or is it the up-and-coming Mac Jones who makes it feel like the old Patriots, a pocket passer, a guy with timing and accuracy that makes the right reads, that is safe? Or are we going to deal with more Cam Newton who hasn't been able to do it and hasn't really shown us that he is the guy? So Cam's job, slim margin for error, and then it's Mac Jones time. All right, so speaking of Keyshawn Johnson, who – basically gave us that take he was filled with hot takes and some were just flat out wrong like his real rankings of quarterbacks which we're going to get into in a minute straight talk (laughs) wireless wrong wrong. straight talk wireless has rolled out 5g coverage nationwide and you can get a samsung galaxy a32 5g for only 299 dollars with no contract all in america's best network straight talk wireless 5g capable device required actual availability coverage and speed may vary i'm going to let this marinate with everyone a little bit patrick mahomes one aaron Rodgers two tom brady three josh allen and four, here's where things get dicey. Lamar Jackson, five. Russell Wilson, six. Dak Prescott, seven. Maddie Stafford, eight. Derek Carr, nine. Justin Herbert, 10. Matt Ryan, 11. Cam Newton, 12. Ryan Tannehill, 13. The rest apparently don't make the list. Think about that. We'll talk about it next right here on Greeny. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Greeny, the podcast. Previously on Greeny. Dak Prescott's arm is bothering him. And when that is the case, in the early part of August, every quarterback I've talked to on television over the course of the last two weeks tells me it's a problem. Now, I'm not here to tell you that this injury is something that's going to keep him out for the season, but I'm here to tell you this isn't nothing. There's no way in the world this is nothing. See, this is what I ask for. I just want a little Lauren Hill. Weekly Rewind is brought to you by Dell for your small business needs. Call a Dell Technologies Advisor today at 877-ASK-DELL. Jordan Cornette, Shay Cornette filling in for Greeny this morning here on ESPN Radio, ESPN app, ESPN Plus. And all you got to do is tell your smart speakers to play ESPN Radio. We're presented by Progressive Insurance. Guests will join us on the Goodyear hotline. If you want to give us a ring, and perhaps you're going to have an opinion about this next thing I'm going to say, the phone number is 888-SAY-ESPN. That is 888-729-3776. So Keyshawn Johnson um, hosts on KJZ in the morning on Keyshawn J. Will and Zubin on ESPN Radio. And uh, occasionally he drops some things, you know, some hot takes that I agree with. The this morning, this one, not so much. This is his list from one to Tannehill, he says. It's 13 quarterbacks in his list of essentially greatness in the NFL right now. All current quarterbacks. 
bear with me. There's 13. There are some notes that are left out. Um, I want to see what you think about this, and I feel strongly. Mahomes, Rodgers, Brady, Allen, first four. Those, I think, are pretty obvious. We can probably all agree on that. So it's Patrick Mahomes, Aaron Rodgers, Tom Brady, Josh Allen, one through four. Then here's where things get interesting. After that, he has Lamar Jackson at number five. Do you have an issue there with Lamar at five? Yes. Okay. Russell Wilson at six. Dak Prescott at seven. Matt Stafford at eight. Derek Carr at nine. Justin Herbert at ten. Matty Ryan at 11, Cam Newton at 12, Ryan Tannehill rounds out the list at 13. First, let me point out the ones left off. That would be probably Baker Mayfield. People would have an issue that there is no Baker Mayfield on this list. There are others like Sam Darnold or or Kyler Murray, but I'm just throwing it out there. Joe Burrow would be another. Um, (laughs) No problem. However, I think the biggest one is Baker Mayfield is not on this list. Again, it is one through Ryan Tannehill. It is one through 13. This is Keyshawn Johnson's list from this morning. Before I give my opinion on this, Jay, I will so nicely of me give, give you the floor. One through 13, what do you have issue with here? My biggest issue with Key's real rankings from one to Tannehill, I would imagine most people have the same gripe. And it's coming off the heels of a conversation we just had about the quarterback situation in New England. There is no way in the world that Cam Newton is 12 on anybody's list of 1-13 to quarterbacks. Body of work for a career? Absolutely. But we're talking about right now, and it's my belief that Cam Newton has a real chance of losing the job up there at some point. I could see him holding on to it, but it's definitely dicey. And because of what we've most recently seen from Cam Newton in a 7-9 year that was uh, troubling to watch a season ago, Cam Newton can't be 12. That's my biggest issue. I thought a little bit more about Key having Derek Carr at number nine. It's sneakily maybe acceptable because of what Derek Carr has done these last few seasons, played the best football of his career when you take a deeper dive, but yet still I take Justin Herbert ahead of him there. My biggest omission, and I know I've been beating the Joe Burrow drum a lot, it's probably because you haven't seen enough of him, I'd say probably Joe Burrow. I'm cool with Baker Mayfield not being on here because much like Burrow, even though Baker's played more games, we still haven't seen enough from Baker. So what would you say, Shay? All right. First of all, let's go with the five with Lamar Jackson. While he is a great player and MVP, he has this not in common with Russell Wilson, the fact that he's won an MVP. Russell Wilson should be ahead of Lamar Jackson. I mean, let's just call it what it is. I disagree. Fine. But I think Russell Wilson should be at five. Lamar Jackson can move on down the list. You over there are talking about Derek Carr, who I think continuously is underrated in the National Football League. He should be in front of, by more than two spots, Dak Prescott. And I'm going to give you numbers to back it up. Ryan Tannehill at 13 behind Cam Newton and behind Matty Ryan and behind Justin Herbert. Please move him up four spots, too. And also, let's add Joe Burrow to the list. And get rid of Herbert, okay? So here's what I'm going to tell you. Let's go. Tannehill, during his two years in Tennessee, he is first in yards per attempt. He is first in first down rate. He is first in accuracy. Wouldn't that be the most important for a quarterback? He is second in passer rating. He is second in passing touchdowns. Do you want me to keep going? The Titans ranked first in red zone efficiency the last few years. You know who's behind him? Aaron Rodgers. And behind him, Russell Wilson. The dude belongs higher than where he is listed. 
at number 13 for Ryan Tannehill. Where do you want him? Keyshawn Johnson. Let's put him at number seven. Move him up the list, please. Derek Carr, who he has listed right now at number nine, behind Dak Prescott. Derek Carr, players with 4,000 passing yards and no more than 10 10 interceptions in the last three seasons. Derek Carr and Aaron Rodgers. That's the list. That's it. Derek Carr and Aaron Rodgers. He's got the third best completion rate in the entire NFL, but you're going to put Dak Prescott ahead of him? He's also, I think, the only quarterback to beat Patrick Mahomes, it feels like, over the last couple of seasons. Okay? Let's also put that in there. And then as far as Joe Burrow goes, and we have talked a lot about Joe Burrow and the Bengals in the last two hours, which if Greeny's listening, he probably doesn't care for, but nonetheless, that's just what's been going on. Joe Burrow, people forget, because he doesn't have as big of a sample size as Justin Herbert does in terms of what he did last year. He was hurt. I understand that. But if you're going to compare the two numbers, and again, I know Justin Herbert's sample size is bigger. Let me just tell you this, Jordan. Are you listening? Completion percentage against the Blitz, Burrow ranks higher. On target rate on third downs, Burrow ranks higher. Lower interception rate in the pocket. Burrow ranks higher, all than Justin Herbert. When he has a chance, this guy is elite. He threw only one interception on over 300 passing attempts when not pressured last season. Herbert threw eight on over 400 attempts, okay? So I just want to point this out. Also, forget about Herbert, okay? Joe Burrow's rate was top in the NFL. The only other guys who had higher player ratings were Tannehill and Aaron Rodgers, So, again, people, this is where the list for Keyshawn Johnson just needs facts behind it, okay? You shouldn't have have Lamar Jackson at five. Russell Wilson should be ahead of him. Dak Prescott should not be at seven. Derek Carr should be ahead of him. And Cam Newton and Matt Ryan should not be 11 and 12. Ryan Tannehill should be in front of them. And Justin Herbert can remove himself from the list, and we can insert Joe Burrow. I, I, I would agree with almost everything you said. And to go back to Ryan Tannehill, I think it opens up an intriguing conversation on the heels of Key's rankings here because it's almost like Ryan Tannehill, after the stats you throw out, gets overlooked 100%. because of who's in his backfield and because of the wide re- because of the receivers he has. And obviously yeah. they've enhanced that wide receiver core. But going back to Lamar Jackson and Russell Wilson, because, I mean, look, you really can't go wrong, but just imagine if Lamar Jackson had the weapons that Russell Wilson has. Can you imagine Lamar Jackson with DK Two Metcalf? Com- sure. Yeah, no. Okay, that's a good point. But it's two completely different schemes. But my like point the is, Ravens have tailored to what Lamar does. My, my biggest thing is give me the guys you could say, like a Lamar Jackson, like an Aaron Rodgers, like a Patrick Mahomes, you say, it doesn't matter who's around you, like a Tom Brady. They're going to make things yeah, happen. of course. And that's who I want at the top tier of my list. And I think when you look at it, that top five is absolutely that. Yeah, for sure. If you're not getting the new Samsung Galaxy Z Fold 3 5G or Z Flip 3 5G, you're just doing it wrong. Pre-order now to get up to $200 in Samsung.com credit. Valid through 826 while supplies last at select retailers. See additional terms and conditions at Samsung.com. We're going to be joined by a World Series champ next because we got a lot of baseball to get to. Stick right here. It's Greeny on ESPN radio shopping for mother's day is usually a challenge because you wait until the last minute but macy's gift finder makes it incredibly fast and easy to find the right gift just in time for mother's day whether you're shopping for your sister's first mother's day or your fashionista mom who loves to make a statement macy's gift finder has so many great gift ideas that you can easily pick out something special to celebrate them both you can shop by price anywhere from 25 bucks and under to 100 bucks and under you can also sort by category like fragrance handbags and more or gift lists like for the mom who has everything pre-wrapped gifts or gifts for grandma 
Find top brands like Studio Pro Model Beats headphones, Polaroid cameras, and Samsung smart TVs. So what are you waiting for? Mother's Day is May 12th. It'll be here before you know it. Macy's has the perfect gift guide to make picking something for mom easy this year. Head to Macy's.com slash gift finder today. That's Macy's.com slash gift finder. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. We all carry around different stressors. I do, you do, we all do. Big, small. And when we keep them bottled up, as I sometimes have had happen in the past, it can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. It's helpful for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. It empowers you to be the best version of yourself. It isn't just for those who have experienced major trauma. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Greenie today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Greenie, G-R-E-E-N-Y. Greenie, the podcast. No one can see you when you dance like that. Do you know? <laughs> this is Greenie on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, ESPN Plus series, XM Channel 88 as well. <laughs> Jordan Cornette and Shay Cornette filling in for Greenie this morning. Happy to do so. Lots going on in the world of the NFL. Preseason officially underway. Last night we saw two games. I know the Hall of Fame game was a week ago, but really last night was the official kickoff. And then baseball had itself a night as well. Joining us on the Goodyear Hotline right now is Will Middlebrooks, played for the Boston Red Sox, won a World Series with the Boston Red Sox, and joins us now here as a Major League Baseball analyst. Good morning to you, Will. Thanks for being with us. So last night, look, uh, Will's a good friend of Jordan and I, so he knows us pretty well. I I had never seen Field of Dreams. I was, like, not high on this game. I'm like, come on, this movie came out in 1989, but I gotta say, Will, I was pleasantly surprised with the execution, the way everything was set up. It was an awesome intro and the game obviously did not disappoint what did you make of the field of dreams game last night between the white Sox and the yankees so i can't let this slide you slipped it in early you hadn't seen field of dreams right i hadn't no you can't tell right. a baseball when i met, guy Jenny, when I mean, I met yeah. my wife she hadn't seen the sandlot so oh, that's worse all right, i get it a little wow, bit Jenny. not that that's i'm worse. not not that i respect it but i understand it <laughs> Oh, uh, no, but listen, last night was unbelievable, right? I had so much – it was so cool. Like, from start to finish, I mean, it was scripted perfectly with the comeback by the Yankees, the two homers of Stanton and Judge, uh, and then the walk-off by Tim Anderson, and then just the whole schematics of everything, the fireworks, like the broadcast, everything was perfect. MLB has done a pretty terrible job marketing baseball the past few years, and this was perfect. They nailed it. I thought it was – I don't know if it could have been better, honestly. It, it really couldn't have, Will, and it's interesting. That's kind of where I want to stop you when you said they've struggled to market the game. Well, one of the more marketable faces that I feel like is just not getting the spotlight he deserves, and he had that spotlight last night. He's delivered, it seems like, every season in recent history in these last few, is Tim Anderson. We know Shohei is, is the guy, deservedly so. But should we be promoting a guy like Tim Anderson a little bit more to – also be a face of the sport. I've always been a big Tim, Tim Anderson guy. I mean, he, he hits 
everywhere he goes, he hits. You can put him on the moon and he would hit. That's just what he does. And he plays defense and he brings the swag and the energy. And that goes so much further than the average fan would know on a team because there's no analytic, there's no metrics for, for what he brings to a team. I mean, obviously what he does offensively and defensively, there's, there's plenty of stats for that. But the intangibles that Tim Anderson brings to the White Sox clubhouse is part of the reason they're that good and they're that loose and they have that much fun. Now, should he be in the MVP talk? Not this year, man. I, I Honestly, I feel like Shohei already has one hand on the plaque. I don't even know if he has to play another game this year because of what he's done, and we don't have to show this. We don't have to turn this show into a, a Shohei show. Shohei show. That, that's kind of weird. <laughs> uh, but but this, what he's done is so unique, and it's even beyond Babe Ruth at this point. Babe Ruth didn't even do both as well in the same season at the same time as Shohei's doing. I don't know if anybody ever will. So I don't know if we can take that away from him because then you start looking at Vlad Jr. too. He's having probably the most productive offensive season of anybody in the game right now, and he's not going to win MVP. Talking to Will Middlebrooks right now. He's a former Major League Baseball player, also won a World Series with the Boston Red Sox. I want to stay with this Field of Dreams game because we were talking about this in the break and before the show started, us and the producers. And it, it, the question is now, because this was so well executed, and, and I know, Will, you might have kind of a slanted view just because you played in the league and obviously you feel a different kind of way. But is this something you think Major League Baseball should now do every single year? And with what kind of teams? Like, obviously, last year, or this year, rather, the Yankees and the White Sox, they're playing for something, right? And they're also big franchises so do you think this is something they should continue to do in major league baseball absolutely why not market it i mean this brings you went and played at a town that's known for baseball yet they don't get to watch baseball there's people there that never been to live baseball game professional baseball games before i played in des moines iowa there's a triple a team for the cubs there but not at the major league level these people don't get to experience that out there where they live and a lot of their games are cubs fans or, or white Sox fans and they get blacked out so they can't watch who they want to watch. So it, it, taking it to places where people don't get to see the game as much and the kids don't get to experience that, the kids don't I, – I fell in love with Major League Baseball. I fell in love with baseball going to the Texas Rangers games when I was little. I fell in love with football going to Cowboys games in the 90s because that's when they were good. Um, but it's just – that's you fall in love with it getting to see it in person. TV is one thing. Getting to experience it and feel it and smell it and get an autograph of your favorite player or catch a, chase down a, a foul ball, there's no replacing that. There's no substitute for that. So taking the game and putting it in front of fan bases that don't have that opportunity is what's going to help grow this game. Well, I want to focus in on the Yankees here because, I mean, what a fight for them to get back uh, in that game last night to make it one of those uh, super memorable games. The Yankees have momentum coming into Iowa, having won seven of their last ten. But after losing last night, that becomes their sixth loss this year after leading in the ninth inning or later, which is the most in the American League. Is there cause for concern in New York, despite the fact that they are well within striking distance of that wild card spot? Uh, not now. I think since the deadline, they've been a completely different team. They've been really good. They've been one of the best teams in baseball the past mm -hmm. couple of weeks. Uh, and they're dealing with pitchers being hurt. Garrett Cole's hurt. They're dealing with, or he had COVID. They're dealing with, with multiple players with COVID. You're dealing with injuries on, on the pitching front. Uh, and then, yeah, their bullpen has just been struggling. And yet they've still been winning games because that offense finally woke up. You know, whether it was bringing Anthony Rizzo over, who's dealing with COVID now, but he, he made an immediate impact in that lineup and at first base. 
Joey Gallo has struggled since he's been here or been there. But when you stick him in between Stanton and Judge or Sanchez, it completely changes the makeup of the lineup. So he necessarily does he doesn't necessarily have to go in there and just rake. But pitchers have to pitch different when they know who's behind you in the lineup. So just being in the lineup makes them better. But would I worry? Not at all. I think they're good. I think they're good. And once they get pitching back, if this offense continues to do what they're going to do, I'm worried they're going to jump my Red Sox for the wild card spot because they're struggling. <laughs> They've been struggling uh, since the break. Talking to Will Middlebrooks right now, former Major League Baseball player, won a World Series with the Boston Red Sox, if you couldn't tell already. Um, let's go really quick to the National League West because it's an interesting place. The Padres, who at one point were the favorite to win this and brought in all the talent now, it seems like the wheels have kind of come off, right? They're in third place, nine games behind the Giants, five back from the Dodgers. Last night, you Darvish left with an injury. I mean, you've got multiple players on an injured list, one of them being Fernando Tatis Jr., what do you make of this Padres team, and do they have any hope for the rest of the season? Yeah, I honestly think they still are a better team than Cincinnati for that second wild card spot. Now, can they compete with L.A. or San Fran? Probably L.A. is what it's looking like in that wild card game. They don't have an ace right now. You Darvish's past seven starts is 0-5 with a, over a 7 ERA, and now he's hurt. Woof. Blake Snell, he's struggled all year with control. He's got just under a 5 ERA on the season, and he's pitched well his past couple starts. Uh, I think their best pitcher has been Joe Musgrove. He's got a sub-3 ERA. The bullpen's been okay. And then anytime Tatis isn't on the field, you're a worse, you're a worse team. It's, he's one of the best players, most exciting players in baseball. Um, supposedly he's back this weekend, and there's talk of him playing in the outfield, which I don't – I don't get it. I, is Jake Cronenworth really your shortstop? Is, is playing Tatis in the outfield supposed to limit or keep him from hurting that shoulder It's popping out of place again? No. I've played the outfield. I've played the infield. Diving on the infield is way less stress on your shoulder than when you're running full speed, banging up against a wall or diving in a gap. I feel like that's worse for his shoulder. So I'm not real sure the reasoning behind this other than lineup construction and trying to get certain bats in the lineup every night. Well, I do want to touch on the winning team from last night before we let you go, as we've talked about these other teams, the Yankees trajectory after that loss, but who these Chicago, Chicago White Sox have been this year. And I feel like I keep repeating this, but they, it seems like it might be their year. They were not expected to be where they are right now. So fast. A lot of people question Tony La Russa being the guy, he wasn't present last night because of a, a death in the family, uh, but yet still they continue to answer the bell. Is this a team worth getting behind to make that postseason push this year with all those other special teams involved as well? They sure are. And I just want to say, to toot my own horn, they were my pick to win the AL since the beginning of the season, wow. since spring training. Uh, I just think there's something to be said about the combination of new, swaggy, uh, like the Tim Andersons, those guys, and then the old school Lance Lynn with Tony La Russa. It's just a, sometimes that mix works perfectly. We had young guys and old guys mixing 13 when we won a World Series. La Russa ball is what I call it, has really helped their offense. I feel like that's helped their approach because we're in a league that lives and dies by the home run. That's the one thing that, that the White Sox haven't done. They haven't, they haven't, they've been middle of the pack to, you know, bottom of the barrel and home run production this year. Yet they've been at the top of top of the league in most offensive categories. Now they get Eloy Jimenez back and Luis Robert back. There's your pop. So there's your big homers. We saw that last night, the way they're swinging the bat. 
And we know they're going to play small ball and hit behind runners, hit with two strikes. They're going to play defense. Their starting pitching is unbelievable. Their bullpen, even though they, they blew a lead last night, is nine times out of ten is going to be really, really good and shut you down. I am 100% behind this team. Interesting stuff. That is Will Middlebrooks, former Major League Baseball player, won a World Series with the Red Sox, joining us here on the Goodyear Hotline on Greeny. Will, thank you so much for the time and from the inside. We always love chatting and with Jenny's you. And Jenny's got to do better. I mean, no Sandlot. I thought Shea was bad, Listen, but, Will, you're failing as I a husband. I took care now. of it. I took care of it. I'm on it. There we go. She My hasn't man. seen coming to America anything. We, 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 I've taken care of it. No wonder her and Shay are friends. Yeah. It all makes with, too much sense. I'm with her, and we got other stuff to do. You know what I mean? <laughs> Thanks, Will. Appreciate it, brother. <laughs> See you, Will. All right, this guys. Major See you League later. Base- this Major League Baseball review is brought to you by Samsung Galaxy. Shop the impressive Samsung Galaxy Z Fold 3 5G and Z, 5- Z Flip 3 5G at Samsung.com. Um, so preseason football is upon us. And this poses a very interesting question. But does the thought of selling your motorcycle, ATV, or vehicle already make you exhausted? There's no need to keep putting it off because RumbleOn.com makes selling easy. You'll have a cash offer in minutes and a free pickup. Harley, Polaris, Caman, Yamaha, trade-in or sell. RumbleOn will pay cash no matter what make or model. Visit RumbleOn.com today and enter promo code RADIO to get a $300 increase on your cash offer. Fast Bikes faster cash again this is greenie on espn radio shay and jordan Cornette filling in for greenie this afternoon and we are happy to do so and jay i just saw this um last night actually from adam schefter that chargers new head coach brandon staley is not going to play justin herbert austin eckler keenan allen or derwin james who again is healthy after getting hurt last preseason or last training camp i believe um in any of the preseason games, okay? And this is a new head coach in Brandon Staley, obviously, for the Chargers. But obviously we know Sean McVay is of the same sentiment. He doesn't want to play any of his starters in the preseason at all. In years past, now this year is different because of the quarterback situation in Chicago, Matt Nagy has said he doesn't want to play any of his starters at all. And then there are guys like Bruce Arians down in Tampa Bay who say, I don't really care how long he's played in the, in the league or that he's got seven rings. Tom Brady's going to play in the preseason. Like, that's the end of it. The Packers are not going to play Aaron Rodgers in the preseason. Instead, it's going to be Jordan Love. And so all eyes on the future clearly there in Green Bay. All this to say, and I've laid it out now, do you think there is a benefit or a disadvantage to playing starters in the preseason? If you are a young-minded head coach, I'm going to call you young here because I already called you old earlier. You're a young-minded head coach. Which way would you lean? Look, it's all about who you are as a coach. That's not my cop-out answer. It's very simple. What I, what we all know the sport to be is a violent one. And what we what we know about the best-case scenario for a team to have success is to stay healthy. I would like to see them get away from these preseason games and just have joint practices and, and get the most game-ready you can with also some protection there. But, again, anytime you step on that field, you have the opportunity to get hurt. So I understand where Coach Arians is coming from in his thought process. I understand where Coach McVay is coming from in his. Ultimately, as I look at my Bengals, which it all comes back to our fandom, right, who we are rooting for, I would not want to see Joe Burrow out there. I would not want to see Joe Mixon out there. I would not want to see Jamar Chase out there. Let them get the reps they need in practice while keeping them safe and just hope they can go out there and translate practice into game mode. Now there's an adjustment that comes there, but ultimately they're arriving safe. And that is what you want. So, to me, I'd subscribe to that new school thought of rest all the starters and you'll see them week one. Yeah, that's the sentiment I would take. Like, I think it's 
ridiculous that Tom Brady is playing in the preseason. I remember seeing Eli Manning playing for the Giants, what was that, two or three years ago now in the preseason. I thought, this poor dude, he's got a Super Bowl ring. Like, why is he playing in the preseason? Uh, it, to me, it should be like NBA Summer League. Play your rookies. Play your guys that maybe need to make a roster spot. Evaluate them then because they can go against true competition. True. And even honestly, if I'm Jacksonville, I'm not playing Trevor Lawrence. I don't care that he needs to establish chemistry. Establish it in practice. Like I wouldn't be playing my surefire starter if I am any of these franchises. I think it's ridiculous that Tom Brady is going to play in the preseason. And in fact, if I was Green Bay, I'd even be careful with Jordan Love because he's the future of your franchise. I think you have to gauge your worst case scenario options. The worst case scenario, if you choose to play your starters in the preseason, worst case, you lose them for extended time with injury. Why risk that? Worst case scenario, if you choose for them not to play in the preseason, there's a little bit of rust week one. Why? But they're they're healthy. So my point is, Shay, of the two situations, the worst case scenario that seems to be more worse, if you could say (laughs) that, would be to be playing your starters in the preseason. That's why I would elect to go with the lesser of the two evils of worst-case scenarios and have those guys sit and maybe experience a little rust early on, but at least they're healthy and out there to figure it out. Look, like any quarterback, starting, not starting in the preseason, is going to have rust week one. Like, let's just call it what it is. I don't care how many times Tom Brady has started week one of a season. He's going to have a little bit of rust. So is Dak Prescott coming off of an injury, whether he plays in the preseason or not. It's different. You're playing more series. The game matters. It's going to probably be in some sort of primetime slot. There are different kinds of fans in the stands, okay? Look, like you're not – like. I would bring, like, our little Joey to a preseason game for, like, an hour and leave, okay? Little Joey's our son. He's four months old. He's adorable. Um, He's a Bengals fan. He's a Bears fan. But what am I not going to do? I'm not going to bring Joey to, like, a regular season game where I'm hanging on every single play and we might be there longer than expected. Like, it's a different kind of atmosphere. And I just think this notion of playing any sort of starters in the preseason is absolutely ridiculous. And, in fact, you brought up something that I think is a great idea. Just have joint practices. Like, we – did you miss the preseason last year? I didn't. Neither did these players. Like, I didn't hear one player when the regular season started say, oh, I really missed the preseason. That was a real opportunity for me to get the rust off. No. And these teams are doing these joint practices. I would yes. just like to see that fully integrated in and remove yourselves from these preseason. But, Shay, there's still an element of injury potential there. Well, you yeah, can't fully protect these guys unless you say, no, no, no. They are pads off. They are on the sidelines. They're getting their reps in in drills. But there is no contact for them to get them out there, and that is from the start of the season to that 17th week, the challenge for all of them. As we assess a quarterback competition with Cam Newton and Mac Jones, it goes back to, well, can they keep Cam Newton healthy? Because that's maybe how he holds onto that position. It's always going to be the beast of a question. There is no right answer. Injury can happen anytime you step on the field and put on the pads, so I get it. So I would like to just eliminate, lean on the greatness that we've seen from these players or their talent and say, Nah, more important for them to have rust as opposed for them to have a challenge, potential of getting injured by being out there in the preseason. I want my guys protected. Yeah, okay, thank you. So now we're fully on board together. Any great one will knock off rust after the first couple of series. Like, you might need to make some halftime adjustments week one. For example, like Tom Brady, Dak Prescott, week one, Thursday night football, Cowboys, Buccaneers, can't wait, so excited. But, like, after that game, after that first half, that first series, maybe in that 
the rust is gone. Like, we're cool. Preseason, no preseason, chemistry, but, doesn't matter. But some of these guys you need to see. Like, you need to see Mac Jones out there. We need those questions to be answered. We have to see him do a little bit. You you, you would want, you'd think, to see a Trey Lance. You'd want to see, and you're going you could, to, you can see a lot of Justin Fields. You can see that in a joint practice. I don't need I a preseason game. I'm with you. I don't mean you. Mac Jones out there. There shouldn't be any need with the Chicago Bears. Play Justin Fields week one. Stop this madness. Y'all know who Andy Dalton is. Come on. This this old school theory. Get rid of it. We saw the Field of Dreams work last night. Baseball went outside the box. Forget about doing everything in the past. I get why people say it. If you don't start Justin Fields week one, right. I, I, I'm just I'm going to lose. He's just, I'm going to lose. He clamors for things, and then he just walks off. This is what happens. Okay, it's been really fun filling in for Greeny on ESPN Radio today. For Jordan Cornett, I am Shay Cornett. Thanks for hanging out with us. Barton Hahn is next right here on ESPN Radio. Yep. Thanks for listening to Greeny the Podcast. You can listen live each weekday morning at 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio and see it with the video on ESPN+. Also catch Greeny on Get Up weekday mornings at 8 on ESPN and also available wherever you get your podcast.